Top comment on this is one of the songs of all time. <laughs> Which one can of the be songs said of all time. Could be said about any song. Could honestly. be said about most songs. So there's no like it's not the best. It's not the worst. It's just a song. There's no like descriptor yeah. of the ones. Yeah. Just saying it's one of just the songs of, the of songs. all time. <laughs> I'll take that. Where's a Grammy for that? We can cut this off. Oh, okay, cool. Rich Minion. I was saying before we got on our yeet kick that uh, mm -hmm. it was a matter of time until a rapper picked that up as his name. Because we forget, and by we I mean me, because I don't know if you forget this, but I often forget just how long yeet has been in the vernacular. Well, it's been a while, because like... That was like a Vine thing. Yeah. Of people just throwing shit into a crowd of people and going, yeet. One of the few remaining uh, cultural relics of Vine yeah. is is yeet. I remember being on the boardwalk playing in Ocean City, and uh, this guy like walked by and like pretended like he was like about to swipe all the money out of my tip case, and he went, yeet, and walked down. I was like, what the <laughs> hell did he just yell at me? And then I realized 20 years later today, that's what he meant. Damn. Yeah, yeet it was yeet is basically like the uh you know psych. Well, it's psych, but uh, for a lot of stuff it was like throwing shit at people. So like it's like Kobe, but it's like not you're not trying to make a basket. You're like just throwing some shit out there. Yeah, it's in the family of psych in that it's a word you yell when you're doing something that would probably annoy somebody else. Yeah, yeah. But, like, you don't exactly. yell psych. I could see somebody, like, punching somebody in the face and yelling, yeet! But I couldn't <laughs> see, like, you punching somebody in the face and be like, psych! psych. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I guess if there was, like, a lead-up, they'd be like, oh, no, we're not gonna fight, bro. We're, you know, we're cool, we're cool. Psych! <laughs> that like, that be could a, be a psych punch. That would be awesome. I wonder if there is a psych punch compilation on YouTube. That's had to have been done. <laughs> psych fight compilation? Hell yeah. Honestly, it might. Yeah, psych was definitely the 90s version of that. I remember uh, my neighbor kept psyching me, yeah. and my mom recalls me screaming in the alley, going, TJ, stop psyching! <laughs> He was psyching the hell out of me. Dude. He was psyching me out. I was getting psyched out by that dude. dude. Psychological warfare. It dude. was, dude. It was wild, dude. Live from the studio. I'm Jimmy Seleski. America Lazy. Psych! Just Damn. kidding. But not but for real, though. Not Psych not but for real, though. This is live from the studio. Uh, we're back after. It's only been, it feels like a while because we've, we've been on our weekly roll. We've been doing pretty well with it. But I know you were in Idaho. Yeah. Mr. Potatoville. Yeah, I was in the the valleys of the the Baldies or some shit. I think that was what the mountain range was called. Is it the Baldies, maybe. Like the uh, is that a type of dog? Or am I thinking of Burmese? Burmese is a okay. python. The Baldies, I'm gonna gather, is probably how that's pronounced. I think so. Okay. I think there's something. I think there's something called the Dollar Mountain, and then also like Baldy Mountain. I don't know. Okay. Uh, I didn't do too much mountain googling while i was there yeah was not also a lot. just like looking at the the sites doing yeah. like shit working mm -hmm. but uh but idaho pretty beautiful pretty beautiful this time we came uh there wasn't a drought and like wildfires going on 
so there wasn't like a constant haze and like a heat wave this mm-hmm. time like apparently there was like some late season snow so a lot of that melted down and kept the temperatures pretty cool dude it was like 70s 80s the whole time that's I was awesome. there it was that's amazing awesome. it's been not amazing here dude no, I, know. I know and the fucking storms have been crazy dude today i mean i i got the storm warning at least six times uh, the tornado warning that always that always gets you because I I'm a yeah. big you know I I watch TV watch YouTube on TV and when that storm warning comes it's just like uh, uh, warning there's a tornado warning issued for Baltimore County Harford County blah 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 and I'm just like I know it's never gonna happen I know there's no tornadoes happening here mm-hmm. I couldn't even imagine what my reaction would be if I was standing on my balcony and I saw a fucking twister rolling down <laughs> Joppa Road going around the circle <laughs> <laughs> that ha- yeah no. just gets stuck <laughs> <laughs> fucking cars beeping at it merge <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude tornadoes gotta be the most terrifying of the uh the natural disasters i mean hurricane oh, but that's really just a rain tornado kind of yeah i mean i bet uh i forget which one is which but a typhoon and a monsoon i bet those are pretty scary yeah i think those are just the same names for the same things i think a, yeah. typhoon, oh, a typhoon is like the wave during a monsoon I think maybe a, i think it's the opposite i think a one of the, I think you, you could be right. But uh, I could be wrong. You could be it's wrong. 50, 50. <laughs> it's 50-50. One of them is the wave, the tidal wave. Scratch what I just said. Tidal wave is easily the most terrifying uh, natural disaster. Like, oh, I also, me and Elizabeth were watching some volcano shit last night. Okay. I said, Scratch bye, bye mountains, <laughs> volcano. Um, dude, we watched a thing about the... Mount St. Helens eruption, how like the side bulged, so then it wasn't a classic, you know, burst into the atmosphere it volcano. Was, it was like the side of the mountain got pushed out, and the rocky earth was a tidal wave oh, that no. blasted through the forest and like ripped out trees, other rock, all this other shit. When did and this just, happen? Like, blasted straight out, and then magna came it came out afterwards to clean up the mess. Um, it's like the eighties. Damn. Dude, yeah. okay, Dude, like see, fifty-four people died. This is tough because when I initially said tornado, I had forgotten to factor in all the 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 tidal wave. Yeah, the, tidal wave's scary, but I assume like a tidal wave is happening door during like the monsoon type whatever thing. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go a step further now and say that even scarier than the volcanic eruption. Mm-hmm. I'm going avalanche, bro. That is because that's kind of like the land version of a tidal wave because it's still water, but it's but like frozen like, water. Yeah, true. It depends on like where you are in the avalanche. Because, like, I mean, if I'm like skiing right in front of it, like racing it, like in a movie, yeah, that would be cool. That'd be cool, <laughs> but it'd be scary. <laughs> it would definitely be scary. But in this situation, I'd probably be sick at skiing. Okay. There's no real comparison to that. Like in I Hawaii. wouldn't be up there if I would, didn't know my thing. Yeah, I know. I'd be down at the bottom being like, oh, shit, that's an avalanche. It's yeah. just like with the volcanic eruption, I feel like the second it touches you, you're dead. Like I feel like yeah, the, the, the lava rolls over you and you're just instantly incinerated versus the avalanche. It goes over you and now you're just buried in snow. And that 
is a terrifying way to die to me. Like uh, sometimes yeah. I see those videos Completely where it's like, like immobile, just super deep snow, and somebody's just walking and just falls into like eight feet of snow, and they're just at the bottom, just like I'm dead. There's nothing I can do right yeah, now. That like, is scary to me. That's terrifying to me. Yeah, that'd be hard. I've been fucking up my mind lately with um, just brutal thoughts and videos like my brother <laughs> oh don't do that i can't like I, I watch animal memes or something i do try to and trust me like <laughs> i thought my days of being like traumatized were over i thought that was kid shit um i almost don't i mean like you gotta talk i i my, we were at ocean city so we made a we we took a trip to ocean city mm-hmm. uh last weekend me dom and lucas and uh classic boys trip um the second day we got down there friday morning my philosophy with going on vacation has always been a lot of people when they go to the beach they want to get there as early as possible. They're talking like they get in their dad mode. They're like, "Yo, we got to get up, get on the road by 6, beat the traffic, blah blah blah." blah. Um, I'm still not on board with that. Yeah, no, me neither. Especially for a weekend trip, it's like if you're going down just Friday, Saturday, Sunday, coming back on Sunday, you only have two nights. If you're getting your ass up at 6 a.m. and driving, yeah, sure. You're gonna get to the beach early, like mm-hmm. nine a.m. But like, what are you, you gonna get breakfast at the dough roller, and then like go on the beach by ten thirty, sit there on the beach, and then by time like eight nine p.m. rolls around, you're fucking tired. Yeah. And so that that first night, you're like, all right, like we could go out, but like, is anybody really trying to go out right now? Like, I'm fucking beat. So then you just wind up like chilling in the fucking room, not going out. Maybe you get dinner, then you're even more tired. And then you wake up the next morning and have a full day. It's like you've blown the first night. Versus you get down at fucking, I think noon, 1 p.m. is optimal time to get to the beach. I like driving. I don't like traffic, but like I like driving there with my fucking already eating my breakfast, drinking a coffee, getting there at 1 p.m., get there at the height of the beach, no spots, park up behind some other family, you know, do that thing. And then like you're still moderately able to do something that night. So we took that method. We went to fishtails. Um, obviously, check out the bracket. Obviously, I had to check it out. They still got it mounted, and much to my surprise, they still have the bucket riding too. Hell they yeah. still have the bucket exactly where we left it. Um, now, obviously, uh, didn't we weren't recognized? It wasn't like we walked <laughs> in and the whole yeah. bar like record scratched, and they were like, "We've been waiting. We've been sur- waiting this table for you." <laughs> wondering when you were going to come back um but like uh you know so it was fun and then um on the downside uh not to not to trash fishtails because i know it's not their fault but like there's a you learn you learn life lessons we go there it's me dom and lucas and it's like we get there at like 6 p.m. for dinner or something, mm-hmm. 7 or something. We sit down. At the, we initially get a table, and then it's going to be like an hour wait, so we're like, fuck it. And then we three spots open up at the bar. We're like, fuck yeah, let's just do that. I'm not really trying to sit at a table anyway. Not yeah. a big table guy at restaurants. No. Um, I like the bar. So we sit down at the bar, and then we get a couple drinks. We get a sh- round of shots. We get our food and stuff, and then we just keep it open for the remainder of the night. Now, the problem is, is that when you keep a tab open for several hours – um, you're just ordering shit, ordering shit, ordering shit. At a certain point in the night, I noticed that like there's way more drinks on this tab than we drank. Mm. And it like doesn't mathematically make sense. Yeah, yeah. Cause we're like, we're like, okay, there's three of us. We each had one vodka soda, 
they charge us for four. There mm. we we there's uh you know there's three of us and we met two couples from Pennsylvania from Schuylkill County, Pennsylvania. Population sub one thousand. Super cool. They were talking about hunting and shit, and we were like hanging out with them. So I got them a round of beers. That's four, and then three for us. That's seven. We had ten Bud Lights on the fucking check, and I'm just like, you know, it's just minor shit like that. But the problem is, it's like, how do you debate that? Because yeah. at the end of the night, I go up and I'm like, look, I I get so anxious in these situations because I hate being perceived as that guy. Yeah. And I imagine just from my personal experience that most times when somebody's complaining about the check, it's because they're wrong, not the place. Yeah. And so I'm like, look, I'm not trying to be like, I'm just like, just wondering, blah, blah, blah. blah. I feel like you guys may have put a couple more, like we didn't get this many, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm immediately met with this like classic, classic bartender like ego you know what i'm mm-hmm. talking about yeah you know um because early yeah and earlier in the night like we were sitting down at a thing we got around a drink and we sat down at the bar to eat and the girl was like so you want to open up a tab and i was like oh i already opened it up with those drinks she's like no we closed that give me your card again and then she goes to the computer realizes that it wasn't i was just like i'm like Again, being very casual, just like, oh, well, I don't remember signing anything, but here you go. Yeah. So I give her the card again. I see her pull it up on the screen that we hadn't closed it yet. So she just starts putting shit on that tab and then gives me the card back. No. Oh, you were right. Yeah. You know what? Turns out we didn't open it. But none of that. Just no, yeah. moving past it, you know. So then and then several times throughout the night, they keep on asking me for my card again. So like. Basically, every other time I get around to drinks, they're like, hey, can I? we need that card again. I'm just like, oh, I we swiped it like a bunch of times. Like, first of all, obviously, we swiped it a bunch of times because our tab is now up to like $150. Yeah. How do you think we got away with racking up a $150 tab so far and nobody swiped the card? Yeah. You know? So they just keep doing it. It happened about, I'd say, four or five times over the course of the night. I didn't think anything of it. I'm just whatever, whatever, whatever. So then at the end of the night, I, I say the thing about the drinks and immediately the bartender goes, well, we're not just like ringing you up for random drinks. I'm just like, I'm not accusing you of like purposefully ringing me up for random drinks. I'm just saying that like there's more drinks on here than we ordered. And then blah, blah, blah. She's like, all right, well, I'm going to get a manager. Manager comes out. It's just the other bartender. Yeah. And he comes over and I raise, I say the same thing. And same line. Mm. Well, we're not just like randomly ringing you up for drinks. I'm like, is this part of your training course? Yeah. <laughs> like, is, is this, this like- how to counteract? Like, is this the part in the the school where they're like, you're gonna scam customers? Yes. <laughs> this is what you say to them when you're scamming yes. them. Here's what we're gonna do. We're step one: randomly ring in drinks. <laughs> step two: when confronted by the customer, assure them we are not randomly ringing in drinks. The ultimate gaslight. <laughs> so he goes that, and then he's like. Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, we can check the cameras. It's going to take a while. And I'm like, okay, so now I'm going to watch fucking security footage of me over the past five hours ordering drinks and like see how many my fingers are holding up or something. Like, this is ridiculous. It's a couple beers, blah, 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 blah. Like, I'm not going to make a deal about it. But I realized in that situation, the move from now on, and this is the the crux of the story for anybody looking for life advice. When you're going to be at a bar for an extended period of time and you don't know the bartender's Close your tab after every round. Yeah. And this is an example of me changing my mind uh, from past experiences because I used to be uh, 
uh, arbiter of the exact opposite of that theory. And my justification for that was that, like, I always feel the need to, like, kind of tip slightly above what normal would be. And so if you get a round of beers for 15 bucks and you tip $5 every time, you're tipping 30% every time. If you keep doing that every time, then it's like, you're you're wind up tipping way more than you would need to if you just got one check at once and gave him like a couple extra bucks, you know, yeah, yeah. for. But now I'm realizing, oh, the science here is is there's 400 people here. There's really no way to contest whether or not I actually got this amount of drinks. You kind of yeah. just have to eat it. So she made us a round of green tea shots, and it was all kind of cordial. And then at, at some point she goes, I mean, and she's like reading me back the tab. She's like, yeah nine vodka red bulls and like reading it back like it's like a, a like a like a rap sheet like i'm in court like and then like based on like, like yeah this is why you don't remember dude she literally after she reads back the thing she's like she'll read it like nine vodka red bulls and look at me and i'm like okay that's three each there's three of us like since we've been here for five hours it's not that fucking insane to have had three vodka red bulls each yeah you know and then at a certain point she goes I mean, honestly, with this many drinks, are you really in a position to like tell us how many drinks you've had? And I was just like, yeah. First of all, what you don't know, uh, and I'm not bragging, but in this <laughs> situation, it's applicable. I'm a very high-functioning alcoholic, and I know exactly how much we drink. I remember. Second of all, there really is no second of all. That was the main thing that kind of got me. I was like, damn, the fucking, like, I couldn't believe that she just came at me like that. Yeah, because like, also it's like... Wasted. Did she already get her tip at that point? No, we hadn't paid yet. And like, and like, so I did close out the tab and I did tip her well. Like mm. it was a $250 tab. I gave her 60. So that's like way above 20%, 10 more dollars than 20%. But it was kind of also to get the point across. Cause like a lot of times the tip. People think you're just being cheap. Exactly. Yeah. It can, it can, it can make or break your argument because if I tipped her shitty, then she's immediately, oh yeah. And of course he tips me shitty. Like he's obviously trying to save a couple of bucks. If you over tip, then she's like, oh, this guy's motivation really wasn't to save money because he's willing to fucking spend money. Uh, you know, so maybe we were wrong. Okay, going back to the original thing, another good reason to keep tabs going uh, and closing them every time is because if you tip well the first round, you get served better the second round. Yeah. If you've already established yourself as a person who's going to take care of them, with every passing round that you're taking care of them, they're more likely to hit you up first. And that's something that you would think that I would have thought of before last weekend, but <laughs> surprisingly not. You know, well, you're just used to doing that at the bars where the people already know you. Exactly. I've, I'm used to going to places where I've already established that. And then, you know, apparently our Ocean City hot, hot summer clout from summer 21 didn't carry no. over to this year. But anyway, <laughs> I'm sure none of those people work there anymore. Yeah. Well, none of them did. Uh, but the, the more overarching issue about this thing is the next morning I wake up and I see my checking account is down to. $300. Now, I had put $1,000 in cash two days before the trip out of my mm -hmm. drawer, and uh, I had like at least 1000 more in there. So basically, what happened was every time they were swiping my card, it kept on charging my account. Oh like, my God. I had, I had two swipes for $250, two for $150, 
and like three for like 70 but it wound up Jesus being like five hundred dollars in charges i yeah, might have extra. exaggerated how much money i had in my checking account beforehand just so i don't look like a loser the point is is that five hundred dollars was missing from my account in pending charges now i know that the likelihood is that once all these get settled they're not going to go through. Exactly. But still, but it still holds it all up. My available balance is 300 for the weekend now, as mm-hmm. opposed to 1,300 or whatever the fuck it was. So I call up the place the next morning and I get a hostess. And obviously, you got to, like, I didn't even need to exaggerate because that's a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And I'm still. I, I still always try to be like the chill guy because I feel like you can get more stuff mm-hmm. done that way. Um, but, like, honestly, having been in that in the industry all of these incidents that i encountered were things that i feel like a lot of people could have really freaked the fuck out about if not the the overcharging for like four more drinks than we got then definitely the overcharging for like 400 more dollars than we got yeah but like so i explained to us during the pandemic like the beginning of the pandemic Mm -hmm. i had like an auto renew subscription for some like video software go through and it was like a $300 charge, but it was when I like didn't have unemployment yet, mm-hmm. didn't have a job. And I was like, um, I'm calling you up right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I hope that you still got phone support because <laughs> <laughs> this needs to be settled right now. Yeah, absolutely. And it's just like, so I call him up and the guy puts always, yo, hey, this is Tiny. I'm like, what's up, Tiny? And I tell him the situation, and he's like, oh, he says, like, you know, they're probably going to go through, but I know that sucks because, like, yeah, your available balance. And that's when I decided to bring up the Ocean City bracket thing. I was like, oh, by the way, I don't know if you were working there last summer, but we were the guys that, like, did the thing. He was like, oh, yeah, I was there. Yeah, well, I remember that. So I guess all the bartenders that were there last year have now been promoted to, like, management. Hmm. So I didn't encounter any of them. Gotcha. But needless to say, it got taken care of, and we made it through the weekend. It wasn't that big of a deal. I brought cash, too, for these exact reasons. You know, but that was just like uh, uh, I wound up taking the L that that Friday night. But that was a major uh, flub on the part of Fishtails, mostly born out of that classic bartender ego. There's something about a bartender over 30 mm-hmm. that is just never wrong. And I think it's that they've they've worked in that industry for so long and dealt with so many pieces of shit that they just don't even have any room for like any type of like exceptions no, or they're just always right. Always right. I remember the fucking one guy, Admiral's Cup, who I was like cool with and still am cool with, but he kicked out my girlfriend that one time because they accused her of the crime of taking a shit in the bathroom. <laughs> like literally, <laughs> literally I remember I feel like I told that story in the podcast. Yeah, you did. But like they come was like, yeah, bounces came out. They said she was on her phone throwing up and taking a shit. And I was like, these are all things that I feel like you're allowed to do in a bathroom. I didn't know there was a no phone policy in the bathroom. (laughs) The throwing up and taking a shit, they saw her do both of those at the same time. Like, this doesn't make sense. Like, use your mind. That's a violation of some law. That is a violation of physics. I don't know about bar policy. (laughs) Well, you shouldn't be storming the bathroom on someone. Yeah, dude. So anyway, he kicked her out. And, uh, you know, she claims that she was doing none of the above except being on her phone. But also, it's very embarrassing to... Even if you are taking a shit, to be called out for taking a shit. I and that's know. That's perfectly legal that's to do. Up. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah, that was another example. It's only where, allowed for guys to take a shit in this bar. Yeah. And I come up to it and I'm like, hey, dude, like, really, like, she drove down with me. 
I'm playing here until 2 a.m. Like, what she's supposed to just sit outside and he's like, nothing I can do, man. I'm like, what is your fucking problem, bro? Just can't be wrong. That's the issue. They can't be fucking wrong. But yeah, that was... Uh, yeah, because they probably thought she was like doing like drugs or some shit in the bathroom. And then when she wasn't, mm-hmm. they still they couldn't just be like, oh, okay. It's like they still need to follow through with whatever they wanted to do. Exactly. Exactly. Because if they don't, then they would have to concede that they may have been mistaken. No, and they've been in the bar business for older than you are. <laughs> I've been working in bars longer than you've been on this earth, young man. I'm never wrong anymore. Yeah, dude. It's the last time you take a shit in our bathroom, buddy. Sorry, dude. But yeah, so... The bartenders, once again, were completely correct, uh, charged my account seven times, drained my banking account, and uh, it's my fault. Ruined my weekend. And <laughs> Ruined my weekend. It's because they wanted to prove a point. Yep. And the point is, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and we're right. And we will not stop draining your bank account until you get that message. But yeah, the rest of the weekend was whatever. We went to Ponzetti's the next night. It was the best. It was the best Ponzetti's I ever had. Ooh. It reestablished that they are the best pizza in Maryland, Hell in yeah. my mind. Especially having having just been in New York two weeks prior. You know, I'm coming. I'm not coming off of like a trip to fucking New Mexico eating pizza and then being no. like, oh, this is good. No, I'm coming off of like the world capital of pizza, cruising in a Ponzetti's with a fresh idea in my mind of what good pizza is and being like, this shit still fucking slaps. But yeah. Something else for sure. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Fucking, I'll uh, I'll talk about Idaho again real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the the guests of the conference that we shot. I'll give you some hints. Try to try to give it a guess. All right. How many hints do I get? Um, or just w- one hint at a time. One hint at a time. Okay. We'll see. Um, she's been in a movie that you've seen in theaters. This past year, okay. I'm gonna need another one. Um, that I you that has been in theaters, or that I that you know for a fact I saw in I know theaters. For a fact, you saw in theaters, and this goes from a year back today. Like okay, so it goes into last year. So this, this means time. I saw this so. movie in 2021 since you established that. Because you wouldn't have gone sure. out of your way to You're establish right. that. Okay, so there we go. You got one. I'll give you another hint for getting that right. Okay. Um, she has been a leading lady. And she's been in, you know, she's had a long career. Okay, now do you know for a fact that I know her name? Yeah, for sure. She's huge. Been a leading lady. What movies did I see? Oh, Jamie Lee Curtis? Yeah. Okay. Holy shit. <laughs> okay, cool. I was about to say, I was like, I only know like... How did you get that so quick? Did uh, Alex tell you that I was... No, 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 no. Because okay. I, I don't go to the movies that that often. Okay, okay. And I was just narrowing it down. I was like, what movies did I see in 2021? I only saw one movie in 2021. Yeah. What, what woman does Eric for sure know that I know? And uh, a leading lady with a long career. Mm-hmm. That's Jamie Lee Curtis. So Jamie Lee Curtis was a guest on your shoot? Yeah. So nice. we're doing like this corporate conference where, you know, they had a bunch of different uh, speakers and we were there to videotape everyone's speeches and stuff and mm-hmm. all the, you know, the CEO's talks and one of the, yeah, one of the guests was Jamie Lee Curtis. What did she speak on? Yo Play? Uh, no, Activia. Oh, okay. Really? But okay, cool. No, not actually. <laughs> um, 
but she made like a throwaway comment about it that was funny. Nice. Um, but no, she she sat down with the CEO. Apparently, like uh, she knows his like parents. So she's like friends of his family. Nice. So they're kind of like ribbing on each other a bunch. Ribbon. She kept making fun of him for like blushing at certain questions. Like she totally like you know Commanded. took over the room. Yeah. When she got in there, she was the CEO. She was the CEO at that point. That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. No. Is she nice in person? She's nice. Yeah, she seemed very nice. I didn't like you know, I didn't try to like push in for a picture or anything or, or cause, you know I was working. Um, she's but, an A-lister. Would you consider her an A-list celebrity? Oh. I'd say she's still an A-lister, yeah. Is that one of your... How many other A-listers have you met in your life? Um, Probably none. So Elijah, that's your first... Elijah Wood was DJing at the Sundance party that me, Scott, and Alex, and uh, Max went to. Okay, so we're going to qualify Met as they personally acknowledge you in one way or another. Like, they either shook your hand or you guys like... Oh, I haven't met anyone then. Oh, you didn't. We you didn't, didn't meet Jamie. Lee. You didn't that. dap up Jamie Lee. No, not at all. Oh, okay. I knew to you know keep my distance. Then we'll we'll extend. We'll we'll yeah. stretch extend out the definition. It to the, yeah, Elijah. <laughs> Wood. Having been in the same room. In the same room. Okay, that's fair. Elijah Wood, uh, depending on when you went, was an A-list celebrity. I wouldn't call qualify him as an A-list anymore. No offense to Elijah Wood. Yeah. And are I we talking Lord of the Rings days here? No, no. <laughs> okay. I mean, he was DJing, so he's not in his A-list. Yeah, okay. He, uh, that was like 2016 or 17, maybe even 15. Mm-hmm. I don't remember at this point. It was a while ago. Okay, so you met B-list Elijah Wood. That's still good. That's still great. I don't, I'm not convinced I've ever met... And by met, met, we mean in the same room as this person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, of course. We also have I've to... Met, I've met John Waters twice. Okay. Uh, actually, like... B-list... Talked. I would say maybe C, maybe low B. You got to define these terms. Like A-list, I would say A-list is a person that you could bring up and the chances of someone not knowing who they are are much, 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 much higher than them. Or the chances of someone are much, much lower than like, like if I say like Justin Timberlake, who on this planet is going to be like, who's that? Yeah. That's A-list celebrity. B-list is like, I would say... Maybe you might have to be like, uh, yeah, I met uh, Elijah Wood, and maybe like one in three people's like, who's that? And you're like, Frodo, dude, from the, and then they're like, oh shit, yeah, that guy, that's a B list. Oh, what has he been up to? C list, yeah, yeah. Oh, what has he been up to? Yeah. C list is kind of like somebody that you would have to know. Like, I would consider like a lot of the comics that we've had on, no offense to them. Well, uh, we're C just for being comedian. Yeah, exactly. And of course, <laughs> D list for DJs. Yeah. Um, C list being like somebody that would have to be involved in that thing to like know. You know, like mm-hmm. I would say probably like Tim Dillon is a good example of a C list celebrity, maybe. Yeah, Whereas maybe. Joe Rogan is an A list, you know? Because yeah. like Tim Dillon to us is an A lister. But I imagine that if you were just to like walk onto like Towson University campus and just walk into a random dorm building and be like, Tim Dillon, Tim Dillon, Tim Dillon, before you got kicked out, people yeah. would be like, <laughs> people started screaming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> this man broke in and started screaming C list celebrities at. <laughs> is this even a crime? We don't know. Um, and then, of course, D-list is like anybody who was on a reality show in the early 2000s. 
Yeah. Like, and then just like Z is like us. Us. <laughs> us. <laughs> which is like if you went to high school with that person and sat next to them in fucking reading class they'd be like oh yeah i know that guy oh yeah what's he been up to what sucks is there's people that are even below that which is depressing there are really somehow below z list there's like omega list celebrities where like even you could have gone to high school with them sat at their table in in class and then they'd be like blah 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 blah. and you're like who the fuck was that and they'll show you a picture in the yearbook you're like like arms around them (laughs) shit like (laughs) best friend forever pendants yeah you're in the same picture most likely to be forgotten about immediately after graduation (laughs) (laughs) i think of all people you guys would know each other both being omega list celebrities (laughs) Speaking of uh, encounters with the third kind, of course, being famous people, we had uh, Kurt Metzger in the studio on Saturday Oh, nice! on Matt Brown's podcast, oh, and yeah. then um, he recorded his podcast here, too. Oh, nice. Which is cool. I tried to work the, the edge of like, I was like, it was a weird dynamic for me because I had also hit up Kurt Metzger to come on uh, our podcast. Yeah, yeah. And, He's not uh, going to do a third podcast. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was like, it was kind of like... Matt was actually like hosting for him, so mm-hmm. he had way more of an in. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I have the fucking studio. And I think Matt like opened for him in like PA like the other week too. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And of course, you know, I tried to to weasel. I was like, because <laughs> like Sig was kind of like on the fence whether he could do it. And I was like, Yo, if Sig can't do it, want me to hit up Eric? And then I was <laughs> like, <laughs> immediately he's probably thinking like, is Jimmy somehow trying to make this live from the studio episode? And I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, duh, of course, but of course, but uh, Sig, of course, like a fucking idiot was able to do it, so that didn't pan out. But it was a good episode, dude. It was fun. Um, it's yeah, amazing. It's a very funny guy, and uh, it's amazing how much like uh, less pressure is on it when it's not like your our show. show oh yeah like when it, normally like you if it, sit back chill exactly ride the level i sat there yeah and just was like sitting there just like chirping in every once in a while only when i had something good to say as opposed to just being forced to say something regardless yeah you know Dude, that's it, perfect it was great and uh yeah he was chilling there talked and then um he was like Blah blah blah. blah. Uh, he was like, oh, I don't know if I have time to do ours. Plus, it's got to be on video, and like, you know, I don't know. You guys don't do video, right? And I was like, bitch, look around, dog. We got fucking video. And then he was looking at it, and he was like, Oh shit! How do you get the cameras to fucking switch like that and everything? Like, my producer can't figure it. And I was like, Really? Really? <laughs> Very interesting. Um, but no, the producer he's working with. I, I, it, it's it's you got to do a lot of googling to figure it out or you just have to like use the Roland VR4 HD. There's only like two products on the market that do this. Yeah. It's so if you if you type it in and you find one of them, you can make it happen. But like it's it's surprisingly difficult to wire that up. But anyway, it was cool when he did his podcast, I posted up where you're at. He sat here and then Matt and Sig were on the couch and it was just like it was the first time I felt like I was actually in a podcast that like for yeah, sure dude, people this are going to listen to first guest appearance on a podcast. Yeah. That's like an official guest appearance. I know. I know. That's sick. And dude, uh, big time in it. Big time in Coming it. Coming into the game strong Move, as a guest. Moving on up to right there. 
It was cool, dude. It was cool. That was a long day. We had a lot of guys come in. But yeah, Kurt, you know, obviously wrote for Amy Schumer for, for that um show she did inside Amy Schumer. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize like all the credentials he had. I didn't realize because yeah, no. I didn't bother Googling him. I knew his name. But like I didn't know like all the stuff he had done, and I think that was probably a benefit to Sig too, because Sig didn't really know who the fuck he was either. And it's better to not know who the fuck people are, because then you can just treat him like regular people. Yeah, you for know, sure. and especially and it during- comes across like more naturally because exactly. you, you're actually like coming from an interested like mindset. Mm-hmm. You know, like hear it in your voice. And it was it was an interesting dynamic when he uh, was doing a sponsor plug, and uh, it was for a product. That does um, uh, the basically a blowjob machine. I'm not gonna say the name <laughs> of this product, but uh, because I had had firsthand experience with this said product, mm-hmm. that uh, <laughs> he was like talking about it, and I was bragging about my flashlight that I made for myself when I was younger, and uh, and I said uh, to combat his chirping about the the blowjob machine, I was like, well, look. My thing definitely works, and I can tell you from personal experience that thing does not fucking work. And he was like, "Oh shit, you got to edit that out, bro." Yeah, like, you're on his ad read, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Oh wait, people actually listen to this." <laughs> <laughs> oh, this isn't a fake sponsor. You actually have a business agreement with this company that pays you money. That's so funny. That was weird. <laughs> but yeah, I, I uh, so I obviously took that out and everything. It was whatever. But that's so funny. Fun. <laughs> God damn, dude, that's sick. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> I really, I really did push to get you involved in that day. But yeah, I, that's all know, good. Like I knew that figured. I don't know if you're like a humongous fan of him, but I figured like it would just been a cool experience regardless. No, yeah, I'm. I'm like a fan of his. I haven't like. Uh, been keeping up with him recently but mm-hmm. yeah he's super funny in other uh let's see news uh i didn't really bother looking into this but obviously the hot topic locally in i was trying to think I, we have towson talk but we don't really have like a nice sound in like baltimore you know like baltimore banter mm. baltimore, baltimore. Mm. fucking we'll think of it We'll think of it like two minutes after we stop recording. And I'll edit City it. chatter. City chatter. Well, we got the first letter, but it's kind of got to be the first sound. Yeah. City something. Whatever. The the big Baltimore news story uh, recently, uh, you were away for this, I think. Actually, this happened last weekend in Ocean City was the uh, the the squeegee kid that shot the dude. That was, mm. You heard about that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just bothered looking into that. Um, that was kind of a crazy situation. Basically, they don't know like exactly what happened. My my main concern at first was like, what which squeegee, which intersection was this? Because mm. I think every intersection has a different uh uh type of squeegee kid, depending on where you are. Like, there's like the the right at the bottom of eighty three and Fayette squeegee kids. I'm not really worried about them because they're kind of like. I feel like they are the the true go-getters of that business because that's like the highest in-demand spot. So I feel like in order to get that spot, you kind of got to be like, you got to like get up early, strap on your bootstraps, get to the spot before anybody else in the entire fucking city does. Like those people are money-minded, you know, mm-hmm. versus if it's just like some random intersection, it's like, this is a different breed of 
squeegee kid. Um, turns out it was right in the middle of downtown. Not exactly sure what time it was, uh, but it was at Light Street and uh, Conway, which is kind of like that's like on the way to the Beltway, I guess. It's it's um or not the Beltway, but like ninety five. It's like basically in between, you know, where MLK is and the stadium and all that shit, mm-hmm. and where eighty three is. So like, if you're going down, yeah, but Light Street is like the one that St. Paul turns into. Yeah, and it takes you into Fed Hill. Yeah, but if you, I think Conway is the the light right after that, like hotel and steakhouse, but before the place where Dan and Marissa stayed for their wedding. Got you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's like in downtown. It's like where you turn, you go towards. If you like turn right, you see the fucking Camden Yards. Mm-hmm. You drive past Convention Center, turn left to like ninety five. That is it. Yeah. That is it's by where Mahetti used to live. Yeah, true. It's like a block away from where Mahetti used to live. Now that I think about it, okay. So I had a different picture in my mind. So that was a an otter bean squeegee boy. Now uh, the story, as it goes, as I understand, is uh, the security camera pick the security camera footage picks up. I guess there was like three squeegee personnel, and then like a forty eight year old man. Hmm. And uh, you see the 48-year-old man park his car and get out. Or, like, there was, like, some type of altercation, I guess, that was, like, inconclusive. You couldn't really tell what was going on. You see him get back in his car, come back out with a metal bat and start approaching them. Then you see them, like, throw rocks at him and shit. Mm. And one hits him in the head. And so, like, they run away first, then start throwing rocks at him. And then, boom, pop him and then, like, shoot him four times once he's dead. Or like mm-hmm. on the ground, and it was kind of a. That turns out the person who was arrested was a fifteen-year-old from Essex who was actually fourteen at the time Jeez. of the crime. So it was like this is like his fifteenth birthday this month. Jesus Christ! But yeah, that was a, you know that of course well, can set the I city mean, in flames. That is like, I also read that the dude had the interaction with them. It went sour. He circled the block. To then park and get his bat. Oh, yeah. Which is like, that's... You can't do that. Oh, of course not. Of course not. As Um, an adult, you can't just like... You gotta take that as like fucking... Not kids being kids, because like... That shouldn't be happening. But like... I don't know. To a degree, I think... When you're interacting with anyone at a stoplight, like whether it be like a dude selling water, squeegee kid, or whatever, like the dude selling fucking bean pies or whatever, it's all about, dude, if you're treating someone nice, if you're just being respectful and not treating someone like a fucking like video game NPC, Mm -hmm. they're not going to fuck with you for the most part. Mm. Like, I'm sure if like whatever, you know, I'm sure some rare occasions someone might fuck with you, but like... I've never had an issue with squeegee kids. I've never had an issue with anyone in the city. I've been lucky enough to never have been fucking like mugged or anything like that. But like, yeah, dude, I, I honestly think it's like, I don't know. This is a weird situation because I think this is giving flame to a lot of people to just be racist. Mm. I think that there's uh, this conversation because like, again, you're, absolutely right that like the the res- and i'm not saying like you know there's really the not kid should any- have shot the fucking yeah. old guy or whatever 
Like it's there's a bigger. Yeah, it's forty eight. Sorry, we're gonna be forty eight soon. Um, you can grab incense when you get a chance. Uh, there's one right here. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's not a small issue. Yeah, it the there's there's a lot on both sides. Obviously, uh, the fucking dude doing that. It's like you're kind of asking for it at that point. It also breeds the. Uh, well, two questions you have to. And ask. also, it's like okay, he felt comfortable getting a bat and going and attacking teenagers with a bat. Yes, because he knew that he would be able to overpower them with a bat and beat the fuck out of some kids, and then in his mind, be justified. Sure. Uh, he wasn't expecting them to be able to fucking fight back. And, you know, perhaps unfortunately not. they did, dude. Yeah, but then you have to ask the question is, what is what are a bunch of 15-year-olds doing around on the corners of Baltimore with fucking guns in their shorts? They're fucking doing a cash-only business all day and all night and then having to go home. And they're walking around with, like, probably hundreds of dollars on them. They yeah. They probably gotten beat the fuck up before for that. Um... Well, there. Okay, there's two things you got to look at here. A, your apps. I completely agree with you. The fucking dude should not have done that. And also in Maryland, I actually don't necessarily agree with this law. And this has. I'm not speaking on this case, yeah. but in the general law in Maryland, uh, there's certain states that are called stand your ground states, yeah, which are like, like Florida. That yeah, was the big thing. Where I think maybe Texas too. Any Probably. of those states that you would imagine it would be that. Any of the states that reversed like abortion laws yeah, immediately. Yeah. They yeah, stand your ground. They usually laws. have stand your ground. Um so they're okay with killing people, but you know. Yeah. Uh so in those states you're if somebody's attacking you, you're justified, or if you feel like your life is in danger, you're justified to like fight back. In Maryland and probably most states, uh, you're not allowed to retaliate unless it's the only option. So like you're basically legally required to like e- like extinguish every possible alternative, like running away or doing this and doing that. So obviously, a guy getting in an altercation, circling the block, coming back. And getting out of his car is clearly in the state of Maryland illegal, and also just clearly illegal, just morally speaking, it's just stupid to get in that altercation. The other thing here is I don't want to get bogged down because I, I think that I think that um, a lot of times in an, in an effort to avoid any type of racial undertones, people either go people basically go one way or the other. They go so far like fuck squeegee kids, get them the fuck out of our city, blah, blah, blah. They're a nuisance, they're a menace, blah, blah, blah. Or they go, no, I've never had an issue with squeegee kids. They're perfectly fine and they don't do anything. They don't cause any fucking interference with anything and they certainly don't stop traffic and they certainly don't harass people at all, ever. And it's like, okay, but that's not fucking true either. Like, like I've been, I drive downtown to the fucking city constantly and I'm constantly passing through downtown either on my way to Fed Hill or on my way to Fells. Uh, just as much as anybody, I would imagine, unless they're working a literal nine to five in the fucking harbor. And like, I'm going, I'm doing that. And I've had times where like, you say no and they spray your fucking windshield anyway. And then you're like, and they still, hey man, give me some money, blah, blah, blah. And if they don't, then they'll fucking, I had one guy literally, when I said I didn't have any money, he took my windshield wipers, just stood him up. So then I had to get out of my car and put him back down. So it's like <laughs> the whole, like, it's like people tend to talk about people, tend to talk about these groups as like monoliths, as if squeegee kids is like some type of corporation with some no. type of like hiring stand. No, a squeegee kid is essentially any person in the Baltimore area who has decided that they're going to go out and stand on a street corner with a squeegee and a spray bottle and do it. So like, Many of them are 
uh, honest and good and don't harass people. Many of them aren't. And like, I think that law could be applied to anybody. The question that I wonder is, okay, sure, a guy gets out of the car. Um, if you want to look at it one way and go like, oh, well, it's a good thing those kids did have a gun and, uh, you know, were able to defend themselves. At the same time, it's like, what the fuck are 14-year-olds doing on the corner of Baltimore Street or Conway Street in the middle of fucking Otter Bean standing on a corner with guns in their fucking shorts? And then when somebody says this could potentially be dangerous, it's like, well, I mean, you literally have groups of kids on fucking corners with guns. And then it's like, sure, maybe they weren't planning on using it, but it's like the whole like, it goes back to a lot of things. It's like with the gun control thing, it's like, okay, well, we're talking about gun violence and we need more laws for guns. And it's like, well, that 14 year old certainly didn't get a fucking gun legally. I don't know anybody who's selling a 14 year old a gun legally. So it's like that shit wouldn't have stopped what happened. No. Um, It's like, you have to ask these questions. It's like, okay, so now we've established that not only are people on the corners in the streets doing this, um, but also they're fucking armed. And it's like, like, it's like I personally don't, see like i would like to see like they had like the fucking uh the job fair or something i read about in the someone i was like reading up on it and like 10 people showed up it was like four squeegee workers it's like first of all they are making a lot of money doing what they're doing and a lot of it is kind of like under I mean, the table dude yeah under the You're table paying taxes on squeegee money mm-hmm. and you would like to you know it's just it's like i don't i don't think that the kid that did this or the kids that did this are these like I mean, I'm sorry. I could be completely fucking wrong, but I'm just going to go out. I don't think these kids were fucking, hey, mom, I'm going off to work today. All right. All right. I'll pick you up at five. Okay. And blah, 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 blah. Just put my fucking Glock in my boxer shorts and march on down. It's like, okay, what are we talking about here? Like, really? Somehow coming from Essex with a gun on you. Yeah. It's (laughs) like. Yeah. No, I'm not like justifying that at all either. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm just saying like, I don't know. It's, It's something where. In this instance, it was wrong. Absolutely. This instance, like, this is, like, a terrible instance that people are going to be, like, you know, dying on hills over for the next fucking year. Yeah. Um, Well, the good thing about Baltimore is uh, something will happen. Three things have happened since then, you know, that are equally as bad. So, like, you know, it's like, yeah, there's no no shortage of shit to uh, be terrified about and argue about in the city. Yeah. So there's always that. But, like... I don't know. It, it seems to me that like, um, call it what you want. I, I've seen several times where like it's fucking rush hour and like, uh, you know, like they're trying to get somebody's cash app and the car is just stopped in the middle of the street and cars have to like move around it. You miss a fucking light because of it. There's just kids in the middle of the fucking road in like a fucking four lane highway walking around up and down the thing. And it's like, I, you know, I'm not against people trying to make money. I think that there is a more reasonable way of going about it. Like if this is the gov- if the if the government's best plan here is just to say fuck it, let them do it. We got nothing better for them. It's like that's kind of a weak fucking position to take, you know. Yeah. It's like this kind of like laissez-faire like, well, you know, uh uh there's really no opportunities in the city because of us. So, fuck it. Just let them do whatever the fuck they want. Have fucking middle schoolers with guns on the corner fucking, you know, washing people's windows who don't need their windows washed. It's like, it's like, it just seems like such a stupid approach from our, from our 
leaders, quote unquote, yeah. that it's like it, it well, can't. Because if they were ever to do anything about it, it's like way, way, way too far gone. Mm-hmm. Like if you were to, you know, uh, go after like squeegee kids as quick as they would go after like a fucking dude without a permit to fucking play music or do magic at the fucking mm-hmm. inner harbor, mm-hmm. then like this probably wouldn't, you know, be an issue. Oh, 100%. And that's but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. The city. I don't think they should be going hard on squeegee kids. Like, I think that is like, I'm not trying to like go down fucking Light Street and see people like, you know, 13, 14 year olds getting arrested for squeegeeing cars. Like, yeah, not arrested, but like just a good old fashioned get the fuck out of here wouldn't hurt. You know, it's like just some level of like, if, if they could at least apply the same level, because this is something I was talking about with. I was uh, talking out with John the other night at the Kent. We went out for a beer after our gig, and um, I was talking to those that that older uh, the the people whose kids went to our high school, um, and they come out to see me at perennial every week. Then I told them I was playing at Ampersy in uh, on Friday, and I was like, "Dude, you got to come out. It's fucking beautiful. It's right on the water on the dock." Like. I play six to nine on the pier. It's a good time. So they actually did. And so on my break, I went and sat with him at a table and he was saying that his son was planning on buying that, uh, that property where, uh, brick oven pizza is. People call it bop. It's right on Broadway. Mm. Um, not the best pizza, but no, it's, it's kind of sucked. Yeah. But, uh, I think, I guess I'm imagining they're going out of business cause he's mm. buying the building or maybe he's just purchasing the real estate and the business is staying there. Whatever. Bop is fine. It's, you know, there's not you know, it's whatever. It's pizza. Yeah. Um, it's and definitely like a touristy pizza yeah. type place. And he was saying that basically the rule in Baltimore is, or in Fells Point in that specific area is, I don't know actually, but if you don't have a liquor license, it could be citywide, honestly, I'm not sure. If you don't have a liquor license, um, then you are required to be closed by midnight. Hmm. And I remember hearing and he was like so that's why he's on the fence about purchasing the business and i'm thinking like okay so you're in the middle of a bar town where you're if you're open late night you're maximizing your sales by being open when the bars let out and every fucking drunk person in fellas point is like oh let's get a cheesesteak let's get some pizza bro i'm fucking hungry bro i'm about to smash fries dude like obviously that's where your fucking bread is buttered and then you have the city going oh you can't do that you have to be closed when people are still fucking dancing to Pitbull. Yeah, what you know? the fuck? At, yet, and this is what's frustrating, you have fucking food trucks pulled up on the street, not paying property taxes, not contributing any... A lot of them are running cash-only businesses, so any sales they make are completely under the table. They're not even paying sales tax to the fucking government, or they're charging it and just pocketing it. Yeah. Because they're not really even required. There's no. I mean, pay- I think for the most part, food trucks do have to get permits to like. They have to get permits, but like, okay, paying a fucking one-time fee or like a yearly fee for a permit is a hell of a lot less of a contribution to the city than a guy who owns a fucking building and is running a business out of it, and everything is on the books, and he has to fucking True. pay property taxes every year in the thousands and tens of thousands because the fucking taxes so high. It's like, so so you have. So you you shut down the people who are actually invested in the community, the people who have actually purchased real estate, running a business, paying their taxes. You tell them you can't fucking operate at a peak hour when it would make you money. But alternatively, you could buy a van, park on the side of the road, run an entirely under the table fucking business for the small fee of like 
a couple hundred bucks every year to get a fucking permit and you're good. And it's like, it's almost like you look at it and you're like, so many of the policies, it's frustrating because I remember having the same conversation when we were talking about the people who were just setting up like block parties in the middle of Fells, bumping music right outside of Bar Cocina and Admiral's Cup on the pier. They don't get talked to. You have people fucking selling during the COVID times, people just walking down the street with coolers full of beer and just selling beer and drugs and you see it all you guys walk down man i got i got that coke i got that blah blah blah. it's like okay nobody fucking touches them nobody says anything yet you have fucking abby burger being fined for some mask violation you have the horse being fined for a noise violation because the inside music was too loud and it's like what the city appears to be doing and it's it's evident with the fucking speed cameras on 83 now that are about to go live because I've gotten oh, they're like, live already. Well, I've gotten a bunch of 13th. warnings. Oh, the 13th. Okay, yeah. cool. So they're live right now. Great. Um, well, before the 13th, Dom got two citations in the mail and I got two citations in the mail. They were both warnings. I think somebody told me that they had to go 90 days of just warnings mm. before they could start actually fining you. So I've already r- racked up two or three warnings in the past three months because who the fuck is only going 60 down 83? I'm not saying you got to go 90. No. But like there's a certain vibe of a highway. When you're like going downhill too, you just forget. Mm-hmm. And you just go fast, dude. Like That's how it is sometimes. 50 miles per hour is a speed limit. I get that like it's a dangerous road, but it's like you have to wonder. It's like, okay, are the speeding cameras an effort to make the drive down 83 uh, safer? Surely. Or is that a pretense to set up the more likelihood uh, of it where it's just another attempt at fucking getting as much money out of law-abiding people ding, as possible ding, 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 ding. because it's too much effort and too difficult to actually stop actual fucking crime and and put actual fucking criminals in actual jail so instead, let's hone in on the few fucking people that are actually, or not few, I don't mean it like that, but let's hone in on the people that actually will pay a fucking fine if they get it in the mail instead of avoiding it, or actually are investing in the community because we can go into the horse and tell them that they have to give us $200 because their music was too loud, and, but we, you know, we, we have no chance telling the guy set up on the corner to pay us $100, we are never going to fucking get it. So why would we even waste our resources trying to actually stop actual violations when we could just fucking nickel and dime people that are actually trying and that's what's so frustrating and i thought it was so evident with like that situation with the restaurants it's like it is so unfair and it's got to be so incredibly frustrating to have taken the time to pay your taxes and own a building in 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 the city and try to run a business and then watch all your money get taken by a guy in a fucking van and a generator it's like, why is this guy allowed to sell gyros until 4 a.m.? I can't make a fucking gyro because I'm in a building. I can't make a gyro because I pay you guys too much money and I actually contribute to the neighborhood and I'm actually invested in the community. It's so annoying. And then you look at it, it's like, it's the same thing with the uh, the squeegee kid situation. It's like, like you were saying earlier, it's like, well, you know, if they went after the squeegee kids with the same type of veracity, if that's a word, I'm not sure it sounds right though, uh, that they go after like the like a fucking guy doing this or that. It's like, yeah, but they never would. They wouldn't because they can't. Because they know that if they go after squeegee kids, there's nothing in it. They don't have the manpower to do it. It's much easier to walk into a fucking bar and talk to a guy who is really trying to do good and go, hey man, like blah, 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 you know? 
I don't know. It's just frustrating. I mean, the the whole squeegee, the whole encounter that I'm discussing right now is like obviously what the fucking bat guy did was fucked up. Also, he paid with it for his life or paid for it with yeah, his life. That's no good either. So like, but. I mean, that's that's just a question that I feel like uh, I'm sure it is being asked, but like it is a very pertinent thing. It's like, OK, well, yeah, the guy did charge them and he was shot and killed. But it does beg the question. What the fuck were a bunch of middle schoolers doing around on the corner of Otterbean with guns in their shorts? It's like, yeah. yikes. A little bit yikes. Like, maybe people aren't completely fucking off base when they say this is a potentially dangerous fucking situation to just completely ignore it. You know? Whatever. Nah. I mean, it's like, you know, it's like I said, this isn't the best issue because it's it's a little too complex for mm-hmm. the discussions people keep having because they keep going back to this as their like you know their proof as if this was like trial law and this became a new fucking law mm-hmm. and it's like no this is a very murky thing dude mm-hmm. um nothing we're gonna figure out tonight nothing we're gonna figure out not that we've ever figured out anything no here. we've never figured out shit dog <laughs> figure out how to stay not hot as shit in here um <laughs> Uh, minor news, you know, since we talked about it in the past, it doesn't appear that Elon Musk is buying Twitter anymore. No. I guess that's over with. I heard a very interesting theory about why he did that. Uh, and you know me, I'm not a fucking stock genius. I My mind turns to mush when people start talking about, like, dividends and shit. I get dividends, obviously. It's just, like, whatever. But, like... That's why kind of when you make a lot of money, you need an accountant because it's so many things to understand about how to move your money uh, that like they were saying that like, well, it's possible that he was trying to liquid. Oh, it's starting to rain profusely again. Shocker. It's possible that the he was only pretending to want to buy Twitter um, because a lot of times if like people always okay so when they say that that someone is worth amount of money like take mark zuckerberg for instance you could say mark zuckerberg is worth whatever i'm gonna make up a number three billion i don't fucking know whatever he's worth a lot of fucking money in the billions i know that um so let's say mark zuckerberg is worth three billion that doesn't mean and this is obvious i'm not saying but it doesn't mean that he just has three billion dollars to blow it means that if you were to take all the values of all of his assets that they amount to $3 billion in worth. So that means if he's the majority owner of Facebook, which means he owns at least 51% of Facebook stocks, that the value of those Facebook stocks amounts to a certain amount of money if he were to sell them right now. The problem is, is that when you're the majority owner of a company and you decide you want to sell a whole bunch of your stock at once, that's a really bad look on the company because people the value goes down because people are going to like, why the fuck is the owner of Facebook selling off all of Facebook stocks? Like yeah. that's not a good sign for us, you know? So oftentimes, you know, that number that they give you isn't real because if at any point that person who holds all those stock holdings decides to sell them, they wouldn't get that amount because the stock value would plummet the second people realize that the leader of this organization is trying to give away all stock, you know? So in Elon Musk's situation, they were saying like maybe it's a potentiality that like he was trying to liquidate some money to fund like whatever the fuck bullshit he's doing, some Mars shit or whatever. 
but he couldn't just sell off a bunch of Twitter stock to get the money because if he did, or not Twitter, he couldn't sell off a bunch of Tesla stock to liquidate some money and get some money. So maybe he was just putting out there like, oh, I'm trying to buy Twitter and that's why I'm selling off a bunch of stock. And mm. so then it becomes this big news story where it's like Elon Musk trying to buy Twitter. And so he goes like, yeah, yeah, that's why I'm doing this. So nobody sell your Tesla. I, I want to keep Tesla's a great company, but I'm just selling off a couple thousand shares to, to get Twitter. And then he was able to do it and then basically back out of the deal after it was done mm. and just be like, oh, well, they fucked up. So now it's like whatever, but. I still have all this cash in my pocket. I don't yeah. know if that's what happened, but it was an interesting theory. That's, that's like, an interesting that's theory. It definitely is funny, though. Like, you can tell, like, the person who wrote that theory wants to suck Elon Musk's dick. Mm. <laughs> They're like, he's it, the most powerful, smartest guy ever. <laughs> and he did this because he wanted to, he made more money. <laughs> he made more money. <laughs> <laughs> He always makes so much money. <laughs> well, it probably wasn't his idea. I mean, like, like he definitely has like a room full of guys that it, look. This is this is what I always come back to whenever I discuss some like outlandish complex theory. It's like, look, we've never thought about shit like that because we don't have any fucking money. Yeah, like I'm not sitting here going, well, if I fucking transfer a thousand dollars from my savings account to my fucking <laughs> checking account people are gonna flip flip out <laughs> people are gonna what is jimmy doing <laughs> like these aren't things that they're not gonna get that three cents of interest this it, year yeah exactly when you're dealing with actual money like <laughs> if we were making real money then the next step is uh okay so what's the old saying we said on our last finance god podcast a year ago or something or not even a year ago poor people spend middle class people save rich people invest we're middle class we're not extravagant spenders we don't blow money on stupid frivolous shit yeah but look we 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 might have a couple stocks of this thing we're not investors we're not fucking no. calling up our broker and being like hey bill how's the ira looking or tell me what i want you to move 40 shares of uh some random company into this one diversify the portfolio we're not doing that shit we're not looking at like like when you have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank and inflation is up eight percent and you're only making fucking Whatever. If I have a thousand dollars in my savings account and I make three cents off of it every year in interest, a hundred thousand dollars, you're making what three dollars in interest? It's not enough. Yeah, no, that's not enough. You're losing money. If you have a hundred, if if inflation is that's the thing that gets me about inflation too. It's so crazy when like like literally, I I can feel it. Like I can really actually feel it. Oh yeah, and I like, went to the grocery store for the first time in a while when I got back, and I just like restocked my whole house, and it was probably double what I would have paid like maybe a month or two ago. It's insane because I I I just started noticing like my bank account kind of dwindling, and I'm getting first of all I'm charging more for gigs, or my gig my average gig rate is higher than it was two years ago, mm -hmm. um, uh, and I'm working just as much. And so you would think that I would be saving more and more money. But what's happening is I'm in more, I'm not in any type of financial duress by any stretch, but like 
I can feel myself just kind of treading water. Like just like I can feel myself like working, putting in the bank and then spending that money on rent and groceries and my habits of, you know, whether it be studio equipment or going out to bars and like, whereas that same lifestyle three years ago, unless I made some big purchase like this or those or something like that, like I'm slowly gaining money. Whereas now it's like, it doesn't seem like anything I'm doing. I am ever getting ahead. I'm getting to the point where I'm like, okay, like, I might just be a check to check type of dude, which sounds worse than it is. It's like, okay, well, I'm bringing in enough money to support what I'm doing. I'm just not bringing enough any money to eventually not be doing this, you mm-hmm. know? And I can feel that now. And I was sitting there thinking, I was talking about with Dom and Lucas. I was like, wow, it's like you always hear about these things being talked about. And like you kind of view it as this like otherworldly thing. Like, oh, yeah, I always wondered like, People talk about the economy. Like when we in 2008, when the economy was doing its thing, and it's like people would always talk like, oh, the economy is bad. Lil Wayne's like, honestly, I'm down like the economy. You know, like, and you're just like, yeah, I hear the economy's down, but okay. You could it, you could walk up to a person and be like, hey, the economy's... I always just, even when I was in college, I would be like, do you think for the average person, if they were just start saying the economy was good, people would be like, oh, the economy's great. Like, how do you actually know? I don't yeah. fucking know. But I know now. Like, I can feel it. And it's just... uh my point is, is that like, we're not in a position, most people aren't in a position to have enough money accrued where they actually have to start looking and be like, look, if I just keep this in my savings account, I'm losing $8,000 a year to this or that. And like, I need to fucking, I need to put this in some type of investment thing, some type of hedge fund, some type of thing like that. When you get to that point and you're dealing with that much money, these ideas that might seem complex to a person like me or you or the average person who doesn't really have to think about these things on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. a person with three billion dollars if they're not thinking about it all the guys that are making money off of managing his three billion dollars that's all they're doing all day is thinking about it if somebody could say something in five minutes and i go oh yeah that makes sense that means that 15 fucking dudes in a room thought about that 10 years ago. Yeah. And we're like, look, look, blah, blah, blah. I mean, these are things that I just never thought about. Like I said, nobody cares what I do. Nobody cares where our money goes. So like this Elon Musk, thing, I, it's not really a, a, a plus or a minus. It's kind of annoying that like everybody's talking. If this theory is true, it's almost annoying um, because it kind of like detracts from that whole like, oh, Elon Musk is uh a arbiter or like a, a fighter for free speech or whatever and it's like he does all this stuff to try to like get people riled up about like you know twitter should be an open platform and like i'm gonna fucking buy it and open it up and blah 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 blah, blah. and then if it turns out that it was all just a fucking elaborate ruse to fucking put some more money in his pocket then that's annoying um but uh I don't know. I was kind of looking forward to the potential. I was kind of looking forward to seeing what would happen to Twitter if he bought it, but I guess that's off. And now he's in like a fucking legal battle with him or something. Mm. That's going to take like a billion years. And yeah, I know because they were like, "Haha, gotcha. You you actually have to buy us now because that was part of the contract, mm. like something like that." That's the hilarious thing. It's like, like you're like, no, you you have to buy this now. Yeah, it's like you broke it. Well, because like it. when all of this all started, everyone was like, ugh. Don't let him buy it. Da, 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 da. And then the offer got too good, and they're like, "Well, 
we are morally bankrupt and we will just sell to the highest bidder. So that dude, that is the other thing that I think uh, I'm glad you said that because that was something that I was thinking about even a while ago. I was like the people that are against Elon Musk buying Twitter do understand that the supposed quote unquote good guys in charge of Twitter right now are completely just willing to sell it for a good deal. Yeah. Understanding the potential moral whatever you think is going to fucking happen if it if Twitter goes in the hands of Elon Musk, it's like, well, clearly the people that are currently in charge of Twitter can't be that great either if they're sitting there going like, oh yeah, yeah, fucking destroy the fabric of society, yeah. It's a good deal. <laughs> it's like it's like it's almost like Stockholm syndrome. It's like you realize one way or the other, you're beholden to some fucking rich motherfucker who doesn't give a fuck about you at all. You know, at least Elon Musk was kind of funny sometimes and smoked weed with Joe Rogan. That's cool. <laughs> I guess that's all it comes Did Jack down Dorsey to. smoke weed on fucking Rogan experience? No, he did not. So. He brought no. his fucking uh, uh, translator, like robot to fucking person translator. <laughs> <laughs> Did they smoke weed, though? Probably not. But probably, yes, dude. That'd been cool. Um, yeah, other than that, just, you know, getting back to Baltimore, getting my footing again. Made some jerky yesterday. It's pretty fucking good. Nice. But I think it had me, like, I made it, like, a little too spicy, maybe. Like, not when you eat it, but, like, I was shitting my brains out today. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that's a good thing, though. Sometimes it's a good body good cleanser. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. I had to get all those potatoes out of me. Oh, yeah. Did you eat a lot of potatoes in Idaho? No. Not any? <laughs> Not really. Um, more than average? I didn't really see a lot of like the farmland. We were kind of in the mountains of Idaho. Um, I had like tater tots one time. Maybe I had fries. Oh, I had fries at a place called Grumpy's in Sun Valley. And I don't know if you ever went to Harry Little's, but it reminded me a little bit about Harry Little's, the burger. And it was really Harry good. Harry Little sounds super familiar. It was next to the driving school. Oh, in like right in Towson? Like Stonely Towson. Oh, yeah. yeah, dude. I always thought that was such a dumb name. Harry Little's. No offense. Yeah, I just, no. It just sounded so like It sounds weird. Yeah. yeah. Harry Little what? Like it was yeah. just like weird, dude. You know they do that on purpose, dude. What is I mean, that place I, now? Maybe Fucking... the guy was just named Harry Little, you know? Yeah, but then his parents knew what they were doing. Yeah. Somebody down the line. Yeah, Harry Little what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somebody along the line knew exactly what the fuck they were doing, dude. Yeah. But no, that was just like a, you know, neighborhood sub shop. I feel like those are hard to come by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. There's not a lot of like... There's not, yeah, you're right. There's not like the fucking classic. That's the one thing I really liked about New York is even as much as commercial as it is, there was also just a lot of just like mom and pop stuff mm, still going on. Like little bodegas. Because they're really what makes the neighborhood the neighborhood. You know, mm. your neighborhood isn't made a neighborhood by a fucking Applebee's there. Even though they really try to tell you it is. Eating good in the neighborhood. That's not the fucking local watering hole you need like the fucking guy who like owns it and works there and is like always wiping a glass when you walk in yeah. he's like hey how's work today and it's like oh, i gotta tell you something bill you fucking light up light up a cig at the bar and you're talking not a lot of that anymore dude you don't get that at subway that's kind of like my main uh 
Social hub. Subway. Well, dude, <laughs> if the subway in Towson was instead a fucking local fucking sub shop where you walk in and it's like this fat guy in a fucking dirty apron. He's like, what are you having today? Well, that's why the real thing's good. Yes. That's what the real thing is. Yeah, and people are always like, oh, that guy's fucking crazy. He's always yelling at people. I'm like, yeah, that's what makes it a good place. That's what you want. When you get a fucking cheesesteak and fries, you want to be harassed. You want to be talked to like a fucking idiot. Like, it's what gives yeah, the neighborhood you are being character. an idiot. You're coming in drunk at like three in the morning. Yeah, dude, you are literally an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody who's not treating you like an idiot is lying to you. Yeah. You know? But yeah, so you said in Idaho they had a... Yeah, a place called Grumpy's. It's really good. Grumpy's. Really good burger spot. They nice. only did burgers and fries. And I think they had like hot dogs and shit, but... Yeah, that's what they're known for, the burgers. And then I had a uh, another restaurant, big recommendation. If anyone's ever on Sun Valley, Idaho, go to Rickshaw. Okay. Very good, just like Let me guess, don't Asian tell me. restaurant. Ah, damn. What, what were you going to say? I was going to say steak for some reason. Steak. Because it just has that like manly Rickshaw steaks. Well, Rickshaw. Uh, I'm, for the okay. audience, yeah, the little person drawn carriage yes so that could technically be maybe even cajun food a lot yeah. of rickshaws in new orleans it could be asian steak too asian people have steak right mm -hmm. was it like chinese japanese so it, it was like a mix of like everything just because okay. like asian fusion asian fusion i got a thai beef salad beautiful and some korean fried chicken what kind of dressing to die for uh, so the Thai beef salad, it was just like a very traditional like Thai kind of like fish saucy, lime juice, kind of like hot pepper, garlicky type shit. Nice. Type beat. I'm almost half tempted to ask you for a little, little small baggie, like a dime bag of uh, that jerky you made. Ooh, so I can just okay. pop them like enemas whenever I have to yeah. fucking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah, we can do that. We've settled that. If I don't eat it all by accident. Yeah. Uh, guys, thank you for tuning in to the lovely Live from the Studio podcast. Uh, I think, I know we've been, I've been saying this for a lot of weeks now, but I'm going to start streaming it now. Ooh. Now, because I finally have the thing. Like, I finally got, like, my... Uh, stand so i can like stream my gigs and stuff because i didn't want to like just stream something and then go a week and not stream i was trying to like once i have every all the pieces in place then i i was even thinking like dude we could just like rebroadcast other shit like mm -hmm. that we did in the past like i mean the fuck brandon buckingham that guy we had on a couple of he's blowing the fuck up dude blown like up. literally i'll be listening to like big podcasts and be like have you guys seen this guy brandon buckingham blah blah blah. like he's blown up matt was talking about the other day i was like oh you're talking about brandon buckingham he was like yeah i was like dude he was on our fucking podcast. he's like our boy like yeah. we know him and he was like get the fuck out of here i was like yeah dude, it was like 20 episodes ago check it out <laughs> i was like it's crazy to see that progression he really is fucking blown up and just like just fucking you know you're telling me if we just popped on the fucking mark norman episode on twitch just broadcast it people wouldn't be like well get the fuck out of here you know I either watch this or I watch some fucking loser play uh, Minecraft. <laughs> Who gives a shit? You know? So whatever. We've 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 made the backlog happen, dude. Now it's just a matter of getting it out to the people. So uh, buckle up. Buckle up. Buckle speaking up, of folks. Speaking of buckle up, shouts out to the Baltimore Orioles. We uh were on a ten game winning streak. We went up. Emphasis on were. 
We're, I mean, you know, you can't win forever. I think can't we're, win them all. I think we might be on like a two game losing streak, but I think we're still, <laughs> if not That's 500, rough. if not slightly above 500, still, we're at least still 500, I'm pretty sure, which is better than we've been in a long time. Still crazy to think that no less than, no more than six years ago, we were literally in the American League championship game. And, uh, and then that whole decade in the 2010s, we went to the playoffs several times. Uh, so like, we're not that far removed from being a competitive, good team. Uh, but we've just been so incredibly bad the past six years that, I mean, Baltimore, and this is, this is why I have so much faith in Baltimore. Cause you could look at it one way or the other. You could look at it as like, oh, Baltimore doesn't give a shit, but then all of a sudden the Orioles start winning and now everybody's a fucking Orioles fan again. It's like you guys are fair weather fans. And it's like, I mean, you could look at it that way, but also like the Orioles are a privately run team. And can't people just have fun? Yeah. And like, just be excited. And it's like, look, I get it. If like the team is just okay. And like, we have a winning season here and then we have a losing season there. And like, we go to the first round of the playoffs and then we lose. Like, like if you like the Ravens, for instance, like, we haven't been in the Super Bowl since 2013, but we're always a competitive team. Um, we've had very few losing seasons, if any, since, uh, you know, in the past, like, 15 years. And, like, we just, like, we're always a competitive team. We don't always go all the way. So, like, if you're going to just be like, oh, the Ravens suck, fuck the Ravens, it's like, okay, now you're a Fairweather fan because basically you're saying, like, oh, unless my team is, like, going to the Super Bowl, then I don't give a shit about them. It's like, okay, dude, then don't fucking cheer when we do. But, like, with the Orioles, it's like, okay, we had, like, basically two or three seasons in a row where we consistently broke the previous record for worst team ever in the history of baseball. Like, the first season we broke that record of, like, a 90-year standing record of the worst, like, winning loss percentage ever. And then the next year we came back and said, we'll do it again. And then we broke our other fucking record. And it's like, okay, how excited can a city possibly be expected to be if they are consistently given the worst fucking team imaginable in the history of baseball. So, like, I almost think it's a testament of just how enthusiastic and optimistic and supportive Baltimore as a city can be when all we ask is, like, holy shit, you're at 500? <laughs> you won a couple games in a row? Dude, we're going to the fucking series, baby. Like we won already. <laughs> I know. It's like, dude, like, I mean, I already put $10 down for the Orioles to win the World Series this year. $10 to win 4000 Why the fuck not? Yeah, why not? I've dropped more money on the street than that, dude. I'll fucking <laughs> spend $10 for a chance of 4000 Who gives a shit? Like, that's amazing. And, like, what's ridiculous is... We're still in last place in the division because the American League East is the one with the Yankees who have, as of right now, like I think the best record in the history of baseball or the best winning percentage ever, uh, maybe. But if not that, then like they're just dominating. They're super good. Mm. Uh, and then we're also in the same division as the Red Sox, the Blue Jays, and the T Tampa Bay Rays. So we're last place in our division, but we're still like in any other division, we'd be like third place or something like that. And it's like, so like Baltimore is getting stoked about a 500 team in last place and we can't fucking help ourselves. So I think that's good on us. I think it's about fucking time. I think that there are very few cities that deserve a World Series run. Uh, very few cities that deserve it more than us. We're one of the l oldest franchises in baseball. 
We date back to the fucking like 50s or some shit like that. Just let us have it. Just let us have it, dude. Let us be happy. Let the fucking Orioles magic blow your mind, baby. <laughs> Let's go O's. Uh, yeah, I just want to give a shout out to them. And uh, other than that, yeah. Uh, plugs. Uh, uh, this week, I will be at my weekly outing at Perennial in Towson. 5 to 8.30 on Tuesday. That's every Tuesday at Perennial, 5 to 8.30. No horse this week because I'm doing that every other week thing now. Um, uh, But we'll be back next next Wednesday, the 27th, 9.30 to 1.30 with Jason Heiser. Uh, But for this week, Looney's Perry Hall, Thursday, July 21st. I'll be there doing a little duo with Joe and E-House of sophomore. We'll be there 6 to 10. Thursday, July 21st at Looney's Perry Hall. And then a big band weekend coming up. We are at The Horse You Came In On this Friday, 10 to close with the band. John Burkhart and Joe Niehaus join me for that. And then uh, The Point in Towson this Saturday, July 23rd, 830 to 1230. So two opportunities to catch sophomore, 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 live in the flesh. Slive through. Is that uh? It said Saturday. Saturday, July twenty third is the point. Ooh. Friday the twenty second is the horse. Um, I see me yeah. there at Jimmy Seleski on everything at LFTS podcast on everything and at Sophomore MD follow the band. What you got coming up? At Eric Glazer on everything. Um, I think I have some more travel coming up, so I'm just fucking. I'm trying to chill here while I can. Hell yeah! I'm not doing shit. I've been. Wineberry picking. I saw, I'm I saw try that. to make some fucking wineberry champagne, baby. Uh, how's it coming together? Uh, picked a whole pound of them on Sunday. So hopefully we can get some more before the season's up. Wineberry season, folks. Mm-hmm. And get them while they're, they're out. They're only out for a couple weeks. I didn't and know that was a type of berry. As hell. It's like the wild raspberry that's Tight. like local to here. Okay. I think Looking. that's like their technical name. I will want a sample of that. So Mm -hmm. we'll tune back in for that. Folks, until next week, peace. Peace.